all of you were so wonderful. Um, I've also worked with Luke, um, and you all you all underestimate yourselves of how wonderful you are. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. Tonight's guest on Music Was My First Love joining Radio Glamorgan in 2022 at the same time as Sam Reese, making her one of our newest volunteers. After stints training with both Dave Skillen on the playlist and Jill on the Saturday matinee, she'll soon be launching her own show on RG Weekends, taking over the Sunday lunchtime slot recently vacated by our very own Byron Brain. I'm talking about Jane Jones, who we'll hear from our first choice, which is from the Monkees. Yes, it looks like we made it to the Jane Jones, welcome to Music Is My First Love. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> Tell me uh, about your first choice from um, a well-known combo, but not necessarily a well-known song. No, um, I absolutely love this track. It just really excites me. I can't tell you. My stomach's flipping now just listening to it. Um, I just like um, Mike's vocals in it. Um, yeah. I just think he sounds brilliant. Simple as that? Yeah, simple as that. But the monkeys um, were my first musical love. Right. Um, I was about two years old. They were, I was like second generation of monkey fans, you know, and yeah. watching the TV shows and just fell in love with them. Absolutely was besotted. Um, I think the first album I ever had was the monkeys. It was the zoo front and it was their greatest hits. And what was it fifty-one years later? Still a massive yeah. fan. Lucky enough to see them live twice. The original lineup. Um, yeah, the first time was in nineteen ninety-seven, yeah. and was in the old CIA, and it was the four of them. So with Davy Jones back with then, Davey, yeah, it would have been. Um, Mike came over. Yeah. So it was the original four, and they were absolutely fantastic. Back in uh, June 2021, you decided to get in contact with Radio Global Morgan about becoming a volunteer. Firstly, tell me for the, and I'm going to put you on the spot now, tell me for the benefit of others how you did that and uh, also why you got in touch. I think I bombarded you with um, requests. Um, I picked up a brochure from outside you and I just... But you contacted us via the website in the end, didn't yeah. you? I just kept, kept on. And what's the website address if people want um, to get involved? www.radioglobalgun.com And, and what uh, piqued your interest? Um, I absolutely love music. Music was a big part of my life growing up. Um, it was a big part of my married life. Um, and I so wanted to become involved. I wanted to join the community of like-minded individuals mm. really um obviously i wanted to have a go at broadcasting which was the main thing but it was just getting in with a group that understood why i was getting excited mm. about music won't surprise you to know uh that the beatles are still the most chosen artists on music was my first love however this song uh, appears for the first time so tell me about uh you got to hide your love away okay well um how do you choose a beatle track um i i i just couldn't do it i really couldn't so what i thought i'd do was um 
think of the the very first time that I saw John Lennon and how it influenced me and I was about eight years old and Help was playing um, the, the movie Help and I just fell in love with John absolutely I thought he was so funny um, I loved his voice and I really wanted to find more out about him so I thought well how can I choose the track because there were so many mm. tracks so I thought well I'll go back to the first time I ever saw the Beatles um, and this was the song that really really made me fall in love with John Lennon How could she say to me love will find a way It's interesting to hear you be in love with John Lennon because most girls are in love with Paul McCartney Oh no John, I, I just loved his wit. I loved his vocals. I, I just fell in love with him. I, I, I can always remember him. He was sat in like um, an annex in the floor singing this song with the yeah. guitar and help. And my heart just melted. Absolutely melted. Did you have uh, music growing up at home? Um, no, not really. Um, I, like I said, I fell in love with the monkeys at two. And music was a massive, massive part of my life. Everything, every penny I had was spent on records or different things, but not really musical in the house at all. No, but did your, your parents no. have no. no? And and do you have siblings? No. No. So it was just you it discovered just your own me. music? Yeah. Um, ABBA up next, Jane. And, and as with the Monkeys, not the most famous ABBA song, the title track from uh, one of their final albums of new material, The Visitors. Yeah. Um, Why this one? Again, I started like in ABBA um, around the time of the Arrival album. Um, again, I went into it full throttle, loved ABBA, went to see them um, just three months ago in the New Voyage tour. Oh, uh -huh, yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely outstanding. Outstanding. I mean, I questioned whether they were actually there. It was just breathtaking. Mm. Um, but why I chose this track was I just love Frida's vocals. As simple as that, just absolutely, I think her vocals on this shines. She was my favourite singer out of the two ladies. Um, and I, I just love the way she sounds on this track. Jane Jones's third choice on this edition of music was my first love, uh, The Visitors from ABBA. Uh, Jane, is your love of music why you've had the interest in broadcasting? Yes, definitely. I think um, growing up, I was listening to, um, you know, Radio 1. Um, I just so wanted to have a go, you know, and my love of music, I just want to pass it on. Yeah, absolutely, I, I, yeah, yeah. I've got so much enthusiasm I guess so. I guess such a buzz. I just don't know what it is about music, but you know, listening to that track then, and I just feel my stomach flipping. And have you uh, been inspired by any particular radio voices over the years? Um, Tony Blackburn is yeah. my first love. I got to be honest. Um, Steve Wright, very early Steve Wright. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Um. A lot of the Radio 1 presenters, John Peel, 
Yeah. Absolutely love John. Well, maybe John Peel's the reason why we're all here. Yeah, totally different yeah. to Steve Wright. I mean, Kenny Everett, I listened to all the stuff of his, absolutely loved it. Um, I just spent a lot of my time when I was young just listening to the radio, hmm. um, just listening to the different way they were presenting. I just can't, can't say enough how much of a buzz it gives. Janice Joplin, a, a heroine of yours, or is it more about the track you've chosen? Um, I love Me and Bobby McGee. It was the first um, song that I ever heard Janice sing. Um, I was actually um, asked to listen to it by a school teacher of mine. Um, he knew that I was madly in love with John Lennon, and he was an art teacher, so he used to draw different stuff for me and he said um, have you ever listened to Janis Joplin and I said no I mean there was no internet then you know so I was about 11 12 so this is about 1981 um, so he said well you need to listen to this lady because you were going to love her so my dad was working for CBC radio at the time so I said to him can you go and ask you know some of the men can mm. they give you a Janis Joplin album um, so he got me the Janis Joplin anthology and the first track that I heard was, was me and Bobby Boogie and it just absolutely blew me away, just blew me away. Her vocals, outstanding um, and that just set me on a lifetime of being a Janis Joplin fan. Your fifth choice, Jane, uh, on this dish of music was my first love, is a classic rhinestone cowboy from the very late Glen Campbell. Yeah, um, I absolutely love Glen Campbell. But this particular song, I can just always remember this being on the radio in the car when I was with my dad. Um, and I think my dad always had a secret ambition of being a cowboy. Um, he used to horse ride, we had horses. Um, and he used to I can got a picture of him now with this big like set and hat looking like remember McLeod yeah you know yeah. that sort of like um, uh, the lambskin coat on and this big hat and a cigar hanging out of his mouth and I just I just smile when I hear this song because it just totally reminds me of my dad You're listening to another edition of Radio Glamorgan's Music Was My First Love with my friend and fellow volunteer Jane Jones choosing ten of her favourite songs. We are Radio Glamorgan. My name's Ailsa Hayes and I'm a nurse clinician at Valindra Cancer Centre. I couldn't do my job of looking after people with cancer and leukaemia without it and when you think just one bag of blood can do so many things... It's not difficult to do. You know that that will go and do something very good for somebody who you might know. And it's just a really, really easy way to save a life. To find out how you can give blood, visit welshblood.org.uk. If giving is in your blood, please help. Music was my first love. Exclusive to Radio Glamorgan. I absolutely love um, that track. Um, 
Hazel O'Connor played such an iconic part of my my entire married life, really. Um, I met my husband when um, I was 16 and he was 21 and um, the reason, we always joked that the reason that I agreed to actually go out with him was because of Hazel O'Connor. Um, I was a massive fan and I didn't believe that um, Alan liked her at all. Um, so he had to show me a poster in his bedroom and say, like, you know, yeah, I am, honestly. No, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was a massive fan of Hazel O'Connor. Um, uh, he had um, all the LPs and it just played such a big part of our sort of court in life. Um, and like I say, our marriage was filled with, with music and different things and we had 36 absolutely fantastic years together. Um, quite a roller coaster, um, you know, as you can imagine, being young, um, we used to go to a lot of concerts, um, used to go to a lot of clubs, um, and then, of course, you go through the ch have a children period. Mm. Uh, but still, music was a massive part of our lives, and then um, as... The, the latter part of um, my married life um, we'd go out and we'd play music in the car and that was our time together to sort of like just listen to music and Hazel was always quite prominent and um, for my 50th birthday which was in the, the June um, of uh, 2019 um, Alan had done a big surprise for me and I had no idea absolutely no idea what he'd done um, and when it was the day of my birthday he said well haven't you got a clue and I was like well no I have got absolutely no clue what have you done and he said well I'm going to take you to see somebody that you like in concert and I, I had no idea absolutely no idea so I went through you know quite a few artists and he was no 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 so I said, you know, you're just going to have to give me a clue. Um, and he said to me, you know, you're going to have to ask this lady to stop breaking glass. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no way, no way. And he said, yeah, you're going to go and see Hazel Connor. And I just blew my mind. I mean, I just was so excited. Um, but what he'd done was he'd booked for me and him to have sort of like this intimate gig that she was putting on and it was in um, Pizza Express in Holborn in London um, and he got himself into a bit of a state booking it but he said you know we're going to go down and you're going to meet her and like he was going to meet her too because I mean you know this was his girlfriend as he used to say to me you know he loved Hazel um, and it, that was for the December. So on the December, we we went down, and it was oh my, it was just fantastic. There was this small intimate gig. It was about thirty of us in this. It was like um, you know, like you see these old cafes. Yeah. In in films, it was something like that. You know, obviously it wasn't smoky because you can't smoke now, but it was that sort of atmosphere. And she was just... A bit like the a cappella studios. Yeah. But maybe a bit smaller. Yeah, even. it was really small, really intimate. <clears throat> she'd come in, and she'd come in with um, a 
guy called Jack Luck who um, most of the photos I got got him in the background. He's a fantastic singer as well. But um, it was just her two ladies. Um, she was on stage and we literally could just touch her. It was that intimate. It was all acoustic. It just absolutely blew my mind. Um, but I had to laugh when she done um, Will You, which is still the most like iconic track mm. on the album, you know. Um, she said, oh, um, when we do the sax part, can you make me a cup of tea, please? So I had Alan, this big rock and roll punk fan, sat there drinking water, and she was sat there drinking this cup of tea. <laughs> and I just looked at the both of them and I said, well, so much for the punk rock and roll lifestyle. Did you get a photo of that? Yeah. Um, we were lucky enough to have photos done. She took loads. She had all the time in the world. Um, and she was sat in the middle of me and Alan, and we had our photos took with her. And then Alan bought me a CD, and I said, well, let's have it signed to the both of us. Um, and that's what she done. Um, and it was just absolutely fantastic. And, I mean, little did I know then that I would have lost Alan, you know, three months later, which, you know, was just heartbreaking. But we ended our married life like we begun it, if if you know. You know, we went to see his Khan and she was the reason that that we got together. Mm. So it's, it's not that long ago since you lost Alan. Um, and as you said, you shared a, a particular love for music, but not just with Hazel O'Connor, but particularly live music, didn't you? Did you go to a lot of gigs together? Yeah, we, we, yeah, <laughs> we did. Um, I was quite underage when we went um, to the old Ninian Park in Cardiff um, and we seen um, there was the Pretenders were there, the Alarm was there, um, U2 was there. It was just absolutely fantastic. But this is, that was our life, you know, we used to go, I'd say twice a week and we'd see sort of like small little gigs, mm. we'd go together. Um, but like I say, music was always on in the car. Music was always on in the house. Um, we always talked about music when we went out. And it's funny, the last weekend that we went out together, we weren't supposed to go out um, because the snooker was on. So that was it. It was like, we're not doing anything when, you know, the snooker's on. Um, and then he's seen um, that this guy was selling stuff on Facebook and Alan was, he, he loved like woodwork and DIY. So he was like, come on, come on, we're going to go out. And um, we put the radio on and you you think I'm making it up, it's, it's, it's the truth. But we come on, the alarm come on and it was just one track after mm. the other. And that was the last weekend we went out, you know. But that's why I say music come around in full circle. And would he have um, embraced your joining Radio Glamorgan? Y yeah. <laughs> I, I think he would have had a good laugh about it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, he would have. On air, all day, every day. Every day. Broadcasting from the largest hospital in Wales. We are Radio Glamorgan. 
On to your seventh choice, Jane, from Pink Floyd. Dark Side of the Moon is a great album that I grew up with, uh, having older siblings. So why this particular track and one of my favourite tracks off the album, Brain Damage? Um, I never heard Dark Side of the Moon. It was Alan that um, introduced me to it um, when I was about 16. Um, obviously, it was the vinyl then, and we played that quite a lot. Um, but when we first had a car and we were going out, and um, we used to go out for a lot, we used to go up the Brecon weekends, and it would be pitch black. And I can remember going up, and the snow was falling this one day, and we just played Dark Side of the Moon for the entire road trip. And I mean, we were, you know, we had children at this point, so we should have been quite mature, but <laughs> <laughs> we we weren't. Um, we used to get just so much fun, but I can just the eeriness of of the entire album, but this particular track, you know, it was it just blew your mind, especially in the dark, going through these lanes, mm. just it was just fantastic. Very soon you'll be fronting your own uh, regular shot on Radio Glamorgan. What are you looking to bring to Sunday lunchtimes? Um, a lot of fun. I think just if people can just listen to my show and have fun, have, just smile, um, forget their troubles, that's all I want, just to bring a, a lot of fun to people. And maybe also introduce music to some of them that they wouldn't um, yeah, before. To, to get some tracks in... Um, I've already got um, some tracks in for my first show um, of a new group. I actually work with one of the guys. Um, and it's just introducing new music. Um, but just to get people on board, um, they can hop on and off if they want to. But if you can just make that one person smile and mm. make a difference to that one person's day, then I've done my job, you know. We mentioned uh, a few times your love of live music, uh, uh, particularly that that you shared with your late husband, and you're um, you're a particular fan of your next choice, Pink. Oh gosh, yes, yes, I am. I, I'm afraid Alan didn't didn't like Pink, um, but I've seen this lady live six times. Absolutely wow. outstanding, um, and like I've I've said to you before, um, in my opinion. She is so much better live than she is on a CD. Um, I've seen her from a very young age when she first started touring. Um, and that's what got me liking her. She didn't have the big shows that she does now. She just came out and, and sung. And then she brought a chair out. She sat down and she was probably mid-twenties at the time. And she sang Me and Bobby McGee and Peace of My Heart from, that was originally sung by Janis Joplin. And she blew me away, absolutely blew me away. Didn't sound anything like her CD. She was raw. She gave it so much feeling. And I thought, if you can do that, you know, you were going to 
get somewhere mm. um, and she never disappoints and I know she does these big shows now but when you see her live um, and you you just hear the, the passion and the rawness of her voice it just there's no comparison in my opinion and tell us about the track you've chosen the track I chose um, I love Over the Rainbow um, obviously I love Judy Garland singing it but Pink singing this to me I just wanted to show the versatility of this, this lady to people that's only ever listened to a CD of her singing you know I just wanted somebody to listen and think oh my gosh listen listen to the absolute enthusiasm to the the rawness of her vocals in it and the passion and this was recorded at the Grammys or the Oscars? Um, the Oscars. In this year, in 2022. 2022, yeah. You mentioned earlier, Jane, about your your links with CBC. Your, your dad, for, for those people who don't know, CBC was the local Cardiff uh, radio station many years, which nobody listened to until we had about six weeks of yeah. snow and then everybody was listening to find out if the schools were open or not. Uh, what what was his role? What was his involvement with, um, with CBC? My, my dad worked up in the advertising department. Um, they used to go out and take people out and do sort of like make jingles and basically for the for CBC but I used to go quite a lot with my dad to work and um, because I was mad on music um, the presenters used to take me downstairs and I used to see well like where we're sitting now you know used to see Mm. the studios and I just used to get covered in goosebumps and I, I used to think oh my goodness this is so exciting you know, because you you talk to people outside, and then they'd say, "Right, we've got to go in now and just watch us." And um, obviously, their desks were different to what we use now because it was all the big turntables, mm. and there was no um, CD carts or anything. Um, and I I just used to think it was fantastic. But the best part for me was when um, they used to say to me, "Do you want to come and see our record library?" And I used to think, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go in. I, I like got a few records, and you just—it was massive. This massive, massive room, and it was from ceiling to floor hmm. of just vinyl. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And they knew everything. Like I said to you earlier, you know, um, my dad asked them for Janis Joplin stuff, and they could give it to me um but what was so fantastic was um we used to have these two big massive double decker buses that was just covered in the cbc logos and i had my cbc t-shirt and my my hat and we used to go out for we used to have like open days in the summer and it was just used to be so much fun everything just was just fantastic it was just massive fun you know seeing all the different presenters doing their things and then they used to say to me do you want to listen to some new tracks and I remember my dad come home one day and he said to me oh he said I've been out for dinner 
And I said, who you've been out for dinner with? He said, oh, he said, um, oh, Noddy Holder. Mm. And I was, oh, wow. And he said, oh, yeah, he was really nice. And I said, did you get me his autograph? And he was like, um, no, I forgot. But um, I, I forgive him for that. But it, it, it was just, I can't tell you what an exciting time it was for me and something that I'll always remember. And when CBC got replaced, did he move on to any of the other stations? Uh, no, he never. It was um, it was still in the same place, which yeah. has been totally dismantled now. Yeah. But Red Dragon went there. No, he didn't. He moved on. The second most chosen artist on Music Was My First Love up next with the joint first most chosen song, uh, Life on Mars. Uh, you touched on him earlier, but you're a big Bowie fan, Jane? Yes, massive Bowie fan. Um... I first got into David Bowie, um, it was late 79, um, when he done Ashes to Ashes, and he just come on with that, that video, and I was like, who, who is this guy? I didn't know who he was, my mother didn't like him, so I thought, well, it must be good. <laughs> so, um... I thought, well, i got to find out what I could. And I used to read um, NME at the time, and it was like a big newspaper. I remember that. It yeah. was on, like, magazine. Um, and from then on, I just... A massive fan. And this particular track was was a favourite of both Alan and, and myself. You know, it was classic. And every time it came on, we'd sing our hearts out to it in the car, you know, and probably turn everybody off music that was listening because uh, we couldn't sing but I mean we we love it classic track and she's hooked to the silver screen but the film is a sad thing for for she's lived it ten times or more you can tell why that's one of the most chosen tracks in yeah. over 70 editions of music was my first it's love it's just epic absolutely epic and the ending I mean, I fail to see anybody that's not impressed. Yeah, with that. Uh, it's a great. It is a great track. An underrated songwriter of your tenth and final choice, Jane, from Neil Hannon's Divine Comedy. Yeah. I, what can I say? I I love the Divine Comedy. It makes me smile. Um, if you listen to the the lyrics, they're just so funny. And I mean, I'm of an age that I can actually remember. Um, going on National Express. You and me both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Alan took me on. I was about 16. I'd never been to London. And he said, come on, we'll go to London. And we travelled by National Express. And at the back of the bus used to be where they used to do the teas, the coffees. And there used to be a lady that would go around. And this song just never fails to make me smile. And sometimes, you know, if I'm feeling a little tad sad which I try not to be now you know um, <coughs> but I can put this song on and it just makes me just makes me smile makes me laugh in your short time uh, with Radio Glamorgan you spent the bulk of it uh, training with Dave Skillen uh, a couple of weeks with Jill and I think one session with myself uh, you're really enjoying your time with Radio Glamorgan aren't you I absolutely love it it's I, I know this is going to sound a bit dramatic, and I don't mean, but it saved my life because I was so lost. Um, I so needed to find Jane, hmm. you know, because um, I didn't even know who I was at that time. And you sort of like 
floundering around trying to find people that would accept you mm. with with some baggage um and all of you were so wonderful um I've also worked with Luke um and you all you all underestimate yourselves of how wonderful you are with mm. people um you know because you never know how how much you've influenced me how much you've made me feel alive but you're part of that now yeah and new people will come in you're not the first and it doesn't sound dramatic you're not the first yeah it's just i mean i know i i i told you before but when i lost alan um which was very suddenly i i couldn't listen to music and i honestly thought i would never never listen to music again and i gotta be honest i listen to music constantly constantly now because it's it's just so fantastic but what radio glamorgan has has done is it's given me it's it's made me grow and it's made, given me the opportunity to find myself you know um i done three months with with dave and i mean dave knows you know he, i i couldn't remember the last time that i barely laughed where you laugh so much that, mm. you know? And I hadn't done that since before Alan had died. But, you know, it's so fantastic. Just a smile, mm. you know? And this is what I was trying to sort of like explain to you earlier, that when I do my shows, if I could just make one person smile, if I make a difference to one person, mm. you know? then that's massive because I was that one person once, you know, and it's, you, you just don't know a kind word, anything, but you don't know how much you, you're impressing on people. Thanks for coming in, Jay. You've been listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan where volunteer Jane Jones has been choosing 10 of her favourite songs. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon when another guest chooses 10 of their favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love. Music of the future